Hello everyone and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode we have Vera Much. But Nathan, haven't you mentioned her before? Well of course I have. She was featured on the Left End London track Safety First, she released an excellent EP in Thank You, and her song Parts in Motion is the official outro song of the podcast. It was only a matter of time before I brought her on the podcast and it was a wonderful interview that I hope you all enjoy. If you do, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, or follow us on your favorite audio streaming platform, and share it. Also, follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Alright, Vera, before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Oh, mm-hmm. let me think. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. We got plenty of time. Offit. <laughs> you know, I have one, but it also I don't agree with it all the time, but I do a lot of the time. Um, okay. I flip-flop back and forth on it, but I kind of don't think there is bad music. Okay. Um, okay. You care to elaborate on that a lot bit? of people have really disagreed. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's like definitely songs with some exceptions that i can talk about i think that like generally if you think a song is bad it's either not made for you or you're just not in the place to hear it um because there's been a lot of things that i've absolutely hated at one point and then come back and really enjoyed um and vice versa things that i loved as a kid that i go back to and are boring as hell to me now can you think of any like specific examples off top of your head or um, I think I loved the Beatles when I was a kid, and as much as there are still some classic Beatles songs, a lot of the shit I liked as a kid I listen to now, and I'm just like, I don't know how I enjoyed this so much. Um, also, like, hmm, I didn't really like Arca the first time I heard her, and now I'm a huge fan. Okay, okay. That's I right. was just kind of confused, and it was, like, all over the place, and it didn't really settle into me. But farther into my life, I found a lot more appreciation for it. And there's obviously exceptions for, like, hateful music and racist music and whatnot. Um, but I think that's, like, a different situation. Right. I mean, like, with with music in general, like, it's always evolving, it's always changing, so it's like, what you could like then, like, your music taste could improve or, you know, differentiate from what you used to like, so, I mean, what you think was good back then may be bad now, vice versa, I mean, it's it's understandable to see where you're coming from. Exactly, yeah, it changes all the time. So I just try to keep that, and definitely there's the exceptions, but... I, I do try to hold that opinion a lot. I find that approaching music with that in mind makes it a lot easier to enjoy it and also makes it a lot easier to dismiss it without feeling bad. Okay. Um, it's a lot, I feel a lot less bad saying this music just isn't for me right now than I do saying this music sucks. You know, you know? that's, that's a good point. And honestly, it's a lot more positive than what some people might be. Cause some people could just like have that opinion and then just stay put with it and like, don't change it no matter what they listen to years down the line. Exactly, and there's no growth there. Where's the fun in that? Exactly, exactly. So is that a hill that you're willing to die on, that music is not really bad? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Uh, fuck it. Well, if that's the case... I've let's... gotten in enough arguments over that to... 
understand it. <laughs> I can only imagine. But with that, I can't think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> She is an indie pop artist whose debut EP, Thank You, is available now on Spotify. Please welcome to the podcast, the official outro artist of the podcast, Vera Much. Vera, how are you doing today? I'm great, given everything. I hesitated on the great, just because it's hard to be great right now. But I'm very good, given. <laughs> it's one of those, it could always be a million times more worse. <laughs> exactly or, or exactly just worse but once again thank <laughs> you, you thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sit down chat about you know your music and just music in general uh so i want to start off with more of the origin story of vera much what got you interested in music oh i've always been really interested in music it's been one of the most constant things in my life i um started taking piano lessons when i was like four-ish maybe okay and i gave up after a couple weeks but i came back when i was five or six and then really stuck to it okay um yeah and so i took piano lessons all up until when i was in high school i started learning drums when i was in like fifth grade and i taught myself guitar when i was in eighth grade which i definitely was not playing anything interesting or impressive but it was fun to just pick it up from scratch um yeah and then but but it wasn't until I was in high school, really, that I started taking my own music seriously and thinking of myself All right. in that way. Because it was always like, oh, yeah, I play piano, I have recitals, or like, I'm playing drum in the school band, or like, I'm playing with my friends. But then when I was in high school, I started like really producing my own stuff and taking myself more seriously. And it took a long time to get to how seriously I take myself now, but that's when things really take off that's what really said when was when was the moment for you to go from just like oh i enjoy like playing music and such to i can actually make my own things and release it to the world like when was the moment that you decided that you wanted to produce music rather than just play music um hmm i i started producing my sophomore year of high school i downloaded reaper which is a really mediocre piece of software for making music it's perfectly fine for recording and that's what it's meant for but it was cheap and i was like i just want the easiest thing um and i started flipping through a ton of my dad's old records and making like lo-fi hip-hop beats that were far from very interesting but um yeah and i remember this there's this one beat i made that was like super super repetitive and like four and a half minutes long and barely changed at all. I wish I could find the sample because it's this beautiful piano thing. Um, And I remember just like after it was this like solo jazz piano and just the same exact drum loop over it for four minutes chopped up. But I just remember listening to that over and over again that night that I made it and being like, this is pretty cool. I should get into this. Um, And from there I started to like, dive deeper into like not just records and like vinyl samples and drums i started playing with a couple like software synths and finding like acapellas of songs i like and trying to remix them i would say the moment that i like realized i could take myself as seriously as i do was i posted this remix of um 
I forget if it's called The Two of Us or Just The Two of Us. I think it's Bill Withers. Okay. Fact check that. I think I know which um, one you're talking about. Yeah, it's Grover Washington with Bill Withers, apparently. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and I posted this remix of that called Think of You with the uppercase letter U on SoundCloud. Um, and it just really took off. It's still, like, my most played thing on SoundCloud, even though it's just reminiscent of, like, silly egg high school lo-fi hip-hop era. Um... But it gets likes every single day, and apparently it really resonates with people. Um, and I, I would say it took a while for me to actually start taking myself seriously after that, but that was a turning point where I realized I could. Okay, okay. I mean, it, everyone's got to start somewhere. I mean, you know, even if it's, you know, little things like that, I mean, look at from where you were to where you've gotten to now with the music that you do produce. How would you describe your music that you make these days? I try to avoid it because I never know what to say. I try to avoid okay. describing it. That's fair. <laughs> um, no, I mean, but I'm happy to try. I just <laughs> never know. I really struggle to describe it, honestly, because I pull from all sorts of inspirations. Okay. So, like, with Thank You, I would call it, like, sort of a psychedelic indie pop with, like, remnants of hyperpop, remnants of hip-hop in it. Yeah, now but, that now that I think about it, yeah, I see exactly what you're talking about. Just kind of that that almost hypnotic sort of like tunes and layers with all sorts of these different elements and such. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know, but then I also like that's definitely far from the only type of music I make, and all the stuff I'm getting ready to release now is very different from that. So it's hard. I would say the the most like consistent thing about the music I make the most consistent way I can describe it is that there's always a fucking ton going on. I always add way more than I need to. Um, so it can be hard. It's always very chaotic. Sometimes in a really nice and pleasant way. Sometimes in a very stressful way when I want it to be. But yeah, I don't know. I, this is a difficult question. No, I, I, I think you, answer that quite possibly the best way possible i'm just thinking like whenever you say like you know it's chaotic and such i mean i'm thinking to myself you know people can look at it like a boxing match and call that art just based on like all the chaos and all the movements and stuff so i mean why can't music be described in the same sense you know um totally <laughs> uh what would you say is a major inspiration for the kind of music you produce oh um one of the biggest inspirations i would say is um choker this artist, I believe he's from Detroit, um, but, and he's very, like, um, kind of stays out of the public eye, kind of stays off social media and stuff, so I don't actually really know if he's producing all his stuff. I know that he has a couple producers who help him. Okay. I don't know how much of it is him and how much of it is, like, his band of friends, but I remember, like, the first week I got to college, I met my friend TJ, who, um is Junior, the person who does vocals on right now. Oh, um, okay. And they played me Drift by Choker, which is the first track on his 2018 album, Honey Bloom. And I just, like, fell in love with how spacey and open it sounded and the way that, like, in the middle of the song, out of the blue, all of the instruments stop except for this one percussion thing, and then it totally slows down and just becomes a completely different song. Okay. And I started listening to that album all the time. And it's just so, like, genreless. where when I recommend it to people, I never know how to describe it to them because there's songs that are shoegaze 
there's songs that are almost trap songs. There's songs that like are like indie R and B. It's just so all over the place, and every song flows so smoothly into the next that you could listen to the entire thing without even realizing the song had changed. Right, right. And it just kind of put me in a trance and made me realize how much I could really do. And then I don't need to stay in one box that I can be as chaotic and layered as I was talking about. Well, there we go. I was going to say, basically, you know, like you seems like Choker didn't want to really like limit themselves to just one type, just want to make good music in general that just flows well. <laughs> exactly exactly well, and go. when you when you focus on that it's just open so many doors oh absolutely well speaking of opening doors let's go to one of the first doors that opened for you uh your audience kind of grew substantially whenever you appeared on a song with left at london called safety first now yes i've had her on the podcast before um so correct me if i'm wrong how did you link up with her? Was it that call for the WLW uh, Brockhampton group that she was trying to get together? <laughs> um, kind of. Um, what really happened is I put out an album called Sibling a couple years ago. Okay. That isn't on like my Spotify. It's on my Bandcamp. Um, it, I don't resonate it with it as much anymore. It was like before I changed my name. It doesn't feel like a very much release, but it's I'm still gotcha. there's parts of it that I'm very proud of. And um, a couple of weeks after it came out, I was listening to Nat stuff, and I figured I would just DM her and send it to her, see what she thought of it. Um, I didn't know her at all, and she responded like almost immediately, um, gassing me up. And since then, we've all like really gradually became much closer friends. Okay. Um, yeah, and we were in a Discord together, just like sharing music ideas back and forth. And yeah, she sent just the intro. It was like just that intro loop without right. my vocals on it, those chords. Um, and I, I was like, can I write on this, please? Like, I just, it just put a feeling in me that I hadn't felt in a while. Um, and she was like, yeah, maybe. And like, I don't, I don't know how if that was how much of a yes that was, but she was, she definitely said maybe. She did not say yes, but I was just like, I'm going to. I don't care. If she doesn't go. want it. She doesn't want it. Um, but luckily she loved it. And then the rest of the song came together. Oh yeah. And she sent it to me like just after she did the hook and then after she finished the verse and then after the outro. And it was so cool watching her turn just this little, like eight lyrics that I wrote about my girlfriend into such a complex and such a deep song. Yeah. I'm really honored to be a part of that. Oh, and you did very wonderfully on that one. It was a wonderful set that you did for a, just a great song all around. It's definitely, if not number one, at least top three, like left that London songs for me. Um, I will say, so also on the podcast, she said that she actually worked on your uh, piece for thank you, mortifying ordeals of being known. She worked on that first and then safety first came to be, is that correct? Like timeline wise or. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I had been, um, sitting on that song forever, mortifying ordeal of being known. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just like 40 seconds. Um, I hadn't even written like the chorus yet. I um, I had it for like almost a year with just nothing to do with it. Goodness. And I had no idea where to go with it next. And at one one day I was just like, I need to fucking finish this. So I just sat down and extended it and um, sent it to a couple people. Um, but she was the most like receptive and the quickest. And I'm really glad that she was the um, person who ended up on it because she really killed it and she really finished it. Oh, absolutely. And made it feel complete in a way. 
There's also a version with a longer outro that she right. added floating around somewhere, which I'll probably release eventually. There we go. I remember she was actually talking about it, but uh, she said that you had to cut it because, to help with like the flow of the EP, which, I mean, still worked out in the end wonderfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely... Um, there's a lot of things that I had to change about these songs that I really liked, but just there's something about listening to some... There's something about when a song flows into the neck so smoothly that it just like mm-hmm. goes and you don't have to hesitate at all. That is such a good feeling that I don't want to sacrifice anything for that. And I'll definitely talk a little bit more about that, but I want to ask this last question before we actually get to the EP. Of course. For, of course, uh, of course. In your mind, when it comes to like, you know, working with Nat, what is it like in your experience working with her? Oh, she's super receptive. Mm-hmm. She's like, one of the easiest people to work with that I've ever worked with. She's just so, she's very willing for you to say, no, I don't like that. She invites you to tell her to redo it, which is really nice because it forces you to actually figure out what you like about it, which like, I didn't tell her to redo anything on Mortifying Ordeal. I thought it was perfect when she sent it. Um, I mean, like, I definitely changed the mix stuff, but... um, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, we also have a couple other songs. I'm on a song that I produced most of on um, of the upcoming Wow OK release. I don't know if I Ooh. should say that, I guess. But <laughs> I don't think it's... I'm not saying anything about the song. It's fine. Right. Um, and that, again, was just, like, um, Robin made this little melody loop um, and sent it in that same Discord. And I made a track out of it and wrote a little verse and sent it to Nat. And... Yeah, she just has a, she has a very, she's very open to it being a 50-50. Even when it's like, that was like her song that I was writing for, it still felt like a 50-50 collaborative process. And like on that song with Wow OK, like, even though I had totally like produced the pretty, almost all of the like structure of the song myself and all that, is she still like, I still wanted her to have a say in it. Like, I still, I don't know. She just really invites collaboration in a way that's really comforting. Oh, absolutely. I can, I can see where you're coming from with that one. I will say though, you tease me with that. Wow. Okay. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I hope it'll come soon. I, hope I so have too. no idea when they're planning on it. <laughs> but before we jump into, you know, before we get too much into that discussion, let's talk about your own stuff, including the EP that you released. Yes. Thank you. Um, which, for those who don't know, is a wonderful, amazing six-song collection, about 60 minutes or so. I highly recommend you all listen to it. Um, what was your kind of thought process going into making this EP? Ooh, so... I don't know. I kind of don't... I, I find with my projects, they start from a place of just making songs. Because I'm kind of always making songs and just trying things. And they all feel like kind of little experiments at first. Um whenever I make something, I feel like it's not going to go anywhere. Um, with a few exceptions, like at first it just feels like an idea that'll probably sit in my iTunes for the rest of my life. But it gets to a point where I start to organize them. And I had like a 12 song run that I was going to clean up and turn into an album called use your blinker. Okay. Um, and the more I listened to it and the more I played with it and tried to like work things around so it flowed smoothly, I realized it was just a little too long and I wasn't really ready to actually properly put out a debut album yet. Um, there still are a lot of really cool songs that got scrapped that I'm sure I'll do something with eventually. 
Okay. But, um, and yeah, and then it really gradually started to whittle itself down and it worked its way down to the first five songs right now through important, um, cause those are all a lot more similar stylistically than the whole album was. There were a couple that were a little more like clubby and a couple that were a lot more hip hoppy gotcha. and I wanted to keep it a little more consistent genre wise. So it just has more of a smooth flow. And then towards the beginning of quarantine in like April, I think mm -hmm. around April, um, I settled on the name very much okay. and kept, jo I kept joking with my girlfriend about like calling something. Thank you. Um, and was not taking it seriously at all. And then as time went on, I was just like, I don't really think use your blinker fits this anymore. It was use your blinker, but it isn't. And very last minute, I decided on thank you as the name and decided to add you, which I had like just made. Okay. Um, yeah, you I made in like August, I think. Oh, like, dang. Yeah, it was a super last minute, um, which is why important has that like very dramatic drawn out ending. Cause I was like, this is the finale. Um, and then I just said, fuck that, and kept going. But I'm really glad I did, because you was probably my favorite one on oh, the thing. absolutely. I was going to say, I can agree with you on that one, because, like, the way that it just, like, the the, the, the vibe of it, just the, the way that it feels and that it flows, just the way that the album, like, flows together so wonderfully and so intricately. How important was it for you to have that kind of flow with this EP? Oh, that's, like, the most important thing. I Yeah, like... Yeah, I like, I mean, definitely not the most important thing, but it might, uh, one of the most important things, like once I have songs, I, there's a lot, there's some songs that I scrapped from it that I absolutely love and I would have loved to put out with this, but just could not have fit for the sake of flow. Gotcha. Um, and they'll be out eventually, I'm sure. But yeah, I just, yeah, I v very much prioritize that. I mean, it was definitely a good decision. Um, for the flow with this one, was there kind of like a story or an experience that you were trying to go with this kind of flow with it, or did you? It was it just an aesthetic thing that you very much appreciated. Um, I would say at first it kind of just feels like an aesthetic thing, but I found the more I sat with it, the more it did kind of come to mean something more. Right now, it's definitely just the first track because it's like an intro it just feels like such an intro it just throws you into it in a way um and then yeah i don't know it starts from like parts in motion is a song i wrote when i was feeling really like unproductive and kind of like lazy and stressed um and I remember when I first started making the beat, I had just like turned to my girlfriend and been like, can you give me like a word? I just need something to get me started. And she said unproductive. Um, so for the longest time, that intro was just called like unproductive beat. Um, okay. And then it came into that whole thing. And then, yeah, nausea is kind of more of a, like it's still uneasy but less stressful. I'm like coming to terms with that unease, telling you straight to your face that I have that kind of nausea. Mortifying ordeal of being known is like naming that, you know? Also, it's just the meme name because it's <laughs> funny. But um, 
And then important is kind of letting that go and letting that out into the world and just embracing it. And you am very much singing to myself. I don't feel like I should say much more about it than that, but okay. you is all to me to very much. Okay. You is not you. <laughs> oh, I her feeling less special now. Okay. Now I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. No, I was going to say it's, it's amazing that you went into that whole entire little thing. Cause that's what I was going to try to weave into, but you've already done it perfectly. My job's already done. <laughs> no. Thank you. No. Yeah. I just, I've listened to it so many damn times when I was I... mixing it that I kind of just forced myself to come to terms with all that. <laughs> I mean, I've already listened to it like a ton of times myself as well. I, I, there are times to where like I will just have that thing on the loop because of just like how well it, it flows together and like the, 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 like the rise and the fall, the emotion, the, the vibe, just everything about it. Like I, I don't think I've ever listened to a more perfect collection of six songs together. I, I'm dead serious thank when you. I say that. Wow, I really appreciate that. that well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now it's one of those uh I, words are wonderful. No, uh I mean the 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 thing I love about this is like each song on its own, they could like if you think about it, each song could stand on its own as a really good song, but like when you put them together, like it's just a whole different like level. Like this thing is not an EP, it's an experience, and I will say that to the day I die. So Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel a little weird calling it an EP because it feels a lot less succinct. Like a lot less like not succinct, like it's definitely succinct. But EPs often feel very much just like an extended single. Right. Um, and this doesn't have that feeling. No. It, um, it, but it's it, not quite an album, so I never know what to call it. It's a project. There you go, project. That would probably be the best way to explain it at yeah. this point. What has been your favorite song to make so far? Ooh. Um, off of Thank You? Probably you, honestly. Um, either you or Nausea. They came together really differently you i was just like um had the day off from work or maybe it was just a weekend but i was sitting in the apartment i was living in this summer just um like noodling on my guitar and i was like i want to learn to play um like twinkly stuff like that kind of stuff that a lot of like emo bands and like math rock do where you like slide your fingers up and down right right the neck of the guitar um i was just like i've never really done that i'm sure it'll hurt my fingers but it's worth a try um and i wrote that little melody and it, i played it for like an hour and a half straight trying to get it right it took me forever um but i'm so glad i did because i got that like one perfect take and i was all i needed um so that was really fun in a solitary sort of way like i could really just dive into it um Whereas Nausea, I was um, with my friend Selena, who is Amage, okay. Amage, and um, we were living in LA in January, and I had been listening to um, Roxanne by Arizona Zervas. No, I, think, I, know I don't exactly know how you pronounce his name. I don't know either. That, yeah, that like hip hop song, which is like such a stupid fun pop song, and I just had had it in my head like all week. And I was like, I need to get this out of my head. I need to just get something else into my head. So I'm just going to make my version of that song. Oh, and like okay. I found the BPM and I got like a drum loop that was kind of similar going and wrote some guitar chords. Um, and Selena was living with me. So she just like came in and we started like trading back and forth like, little vocal ideas and pieced it together into that whole song. So that was really fun because especially in quarantine how little you, I often how very how rarely i get the opportunity to just make music with someone in person it's really nice looking back on that 
it's it's also interesting that like you basically you know took a song and like made your own remix in a way of it like it's it's something i don't think i've ever heard anyone ever do anything like that before i could be wrong (laughs) but (laughs) yeah yeah no i do that a lot where i just like i have i like i don't know if remix is the word but like where i'll like just have a song in my head and be like i want to capture that energy okay that's something that like pharrell talks about a lot too is like that you can't like trademark a feeling or whatever like just trying to replicate the feeling of a song more than anything which a lot of my songs do in some a lot of my songs not many on thank you besides nausea but a lot of unreleased songs i have i'm very directly trying to take a feeling from something yeah, give me access to like that hidden folder of just like unaccess, un unfinished songs or such. Because <laughs> I'm already. I can send you a couple after this. <laughs> oh, that would I. You don't know how much I'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I need I need my very much fixed. <laughs> uh, w- w- ah, wow, words are wonderful. Well, I mean, you're talking about like you know, thank you, which again, wonderful release. You know, you got all these other songs. What exactly is next for you when it comes to releasing songs? What's next for yeah, me? What's next? Awesome. Did you just glitch for a second? I want to oh, make sure I did right. Um, it's all good. Um, so Wi-Fi is bad. Um, so, uh, well, I have a couple singles I'm working on okay. that one of them hopefully will be out before the end of the year. I can't promise that, but hopefully. Or maybe right at the beginning of the year, next year. Um, the next two singles I'm working on are both, like, very pop. Um if not like hyper pop um because yeah the next couple singles i have are very poppy very colorful and energetic um but the project i'm working on after that is a lot more ambient okay and not ambient like super spacey there's no vocals brian eno but it's a lot less danceable (laughs) at a lot of times (laughs) Gotcha. No, that's understandable. I mean, I know I, myself, and several others, we definitely cannot wait to see what's next to come for you. And I'm sure you'll keep us up to date when it comes to social media, which actually leads to my next question. Yeah, um, definitely. I, correct me if I'm wrong. You're very, fairly active on Twitter and such. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, how important, Unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you say unfortunately, but is created several different gems. One, you know... Yeah, several different gems when it comes to how important is social media for you when it comes to just getting your name out there and like promoting your music? Um, or I should say just promoting pretty, your brand. No, yeah, totally. It's pretty important. I really hate it at times. I think everyone does. Um, but I try to have as much fun with it as I can. And when I try to like not think about it that deeply, and I don't really like pay attention to analytics or likes that much. Not that I don't at all, but not that much. Um, when I when I'm able to prioritize having fun, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely important. I definitely like phase in and out of how much I use it. I used to be really active on Instagram, and now I barely ever open the app. Um, so maybe eventually I'll be totally off Twitter too, but not for the foreseeable future. Right. Right. Um, Twitter is really the only social media I'm especially active on right now. I've never given a shit about Facebook. Fair um, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped caring about Instagram. So it's really Twitter and TikTok, I guess. But TikTok feels like a separate category a little bit. 
I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I also agree with you um, when it comes to, you know, like as a social media platform, because people certainly do get connected in weird ways when it comes to that one. Um, no, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, what is it like? What would you say is your personal like little bit of flair when it comes to like your social media presence that you want to make it like different than, say, you know, the average company that, you know, is trying to promote you buying something? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really feel, I feel like I'm constantly switch, cha- switching up the way I use Twitter. Okay. Some days I'm just like constantly retweeting people's art. Other days I'm really just trying to tell jokes and other days I am getting in stupid arguments that I should not be getting in. Fair enough. I was going to so say, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> I was gonna say I I certainly do appreciate the art and the jokes one. There was one in particular that just like I couldn't help but die laughing. What was it? Um, forgive me for those that have innocent ears, but um, what was it? Uh, whose tits do I have to suck to get on the indie pop playlist on Spotify? Was that correct? <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I I'm just, still looking for an answer. Any listeners? No. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, as interesting as that one is, that's not the playlist whose person's titties you should say i would look more towards the pollen playlist because that one's sort of like the genre list one so this is true (laughs) yeah that's definitely true yeah i think that i think that tweet was specifically about parts in motion okay but i guess i could definitely go on paul yeah well speaking of parts in motion i just wanted to hear your personal opinion on it how surprised were you whenever i asked you if i could use that as the outro for the podcast i was um not surprised. I was. I was because you first just asked me if you could use a song, right? Not I, not a song. I, I asked if I could use your cover as sort of like the like have that flash on the screen for the Left at London interview. Because in fact, that she had brought up your EP. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I remember being a little surprised that you chose that song. Really. Not that. Nothing like against that song, of course. I guess I didn't really know anything about your podcast either. It just feels like um, such like a, I don't know, like a calm kind of sad song. It's not sad, I guess. It feels a little sad to me, but it's not that sad. I don't know. I was just a little surprised, but not, I'm honored more than anything. Well, I appreciate that. I was going to say, I I wanted to use it because like, it was a nice, like the, the vibe, at least that I got from it was a nice, you know, calm, chill, like, you know, towards the end, like, we just got through the interview, just relax, you know, the parts in motion for what makes these artists go more than anything else. Plus, I, I guess so, yeah. Plus, I don't know if you've actually listened to when I used it in the podcast, but uh, I like to use the, the little ding that you have in it. I like to use that as kind of the end of the podcast and then, like, the music playing eventually leading, like, you know, fading out, so. Oh, that's really cute. <laughs> I love that. It's just something that I like picked up. I'm like, that would be great to use as an outro. I wonder if she'll be okay with it. Totally. But thank you. Yeah, it's a good length, dude, up to the ding. Yeah, exactly. Because the whole song itself is a bit long, but just up to the ding would be nice. Yeah, that's really cool. It's one of those. I, I once again thank you so much for letting me use it because it really, I, I think it truly encapsul- encapsulates what I'm trying to do with the the podcast. Just you know, a nice, calm, cool, casual conversation about what gets you know what gets artists going you know totally totally uh 
well, we talked about like what you want to do with uh, personally. I want to dream up a little, well, dream scenario for you. Uh, obviously, you're producing okay. a lot. You're producing a lot of music. You know, producing it for other people as well. What would be the dream collaboration for you? Like, let's say just a random experience. You know, uh, what was it? Executive comes out and be like, I have access to everyone. Just let me know who you want to work with, and I will get you in the studio with them, and you can make whatever you want with them. Uh, I have a massive list in my phone of people <laughs> I want to work with. Um, uh, Damon Albarn of Gorillas would be oh. like a massive dream. Oh, that's I... like one of the. That's like a, one of the bands that I've been most consistently into. Like a lot of the music I listen to in middle school, I don't give a rat's ass about. Excuse my French, but I never stopped loving Gorillas. Oh, um, absolutely. Uh, I would really love to work with T Pain. Oh, okay. Um, just because I, th- I, I just love his voice, and a lot of his beats sound really similar. I would love to put it in a. I would love to put his voice in a context you've never heard it. Um, also, Katie Tunstall, um, who sings like "Suddenly I See." Okay. She's like a Scottish indie pop, like folk pop. I don't know. Two thousand five. I, I, I just really love her voice. Um, yeah. No, that, that those are a few. I'll I say, could definitely keep going, but I mean, we certainly have time. But I was gonna say no, like just hearing those three alone, like that, I, I'm already like imagining like the possibilities with like the the music that you produce, because I think like they would, I think they would mesh like really well, like surprisingly well, especially like the T Pain one. That's the one I'm like curious to see more than anything else. Right? I yeah, that's a dream. I really hope that can come together. Yeah, I like have been super inspired by. Him. I don't know if you've heard the most recent Gorillaz album, The Song Machine. Yes, I have. I really love the way, and it's something Gorilla has always done, but especially with this album, mm-hmm. like each song is really just a little like feeling of its own right. with those artists, and it really like serves and complements those artists. Oh no, absolutely! I just think collaboration is such a great type of music. It really um, is. And I was going to say, like, with that Gorillaz one alone, or, like, just Gorillaz in general, I love how they're able to, like, throughout their entire discography, they made, they, they're they basically doing, like, making a little bit of everything for everyone. At least exactly. Because there's, like, songs that you probably love that I could be like, eh, they're okay, but then there's songs that I love that you can just be like, eh, that, that's pretty good. Like, you know, everyone exactly it, a little bit of a, a, a different flavor for everyone. <laughs> yeah, and I've talked to other diehard Gorillaz fans who, like, love all all of my least favorite albums by them and don't like the ones I like. It's always really funny. All right. Yeah. Let's get to some arguments right now. What is exactly your favorite? Ooh, okay. Um, uh, probably for nostalgia's sake, the first one. Okay. Just the eponymous Gorillaz album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Demon Days is also a classic, but I don't listen to it as much as I used to. I would say it probably goes... Um, Gorillas and then Song Machine and then Demon Days. Okay. No, 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 that's that's a list that I can easily agree with. Although I will say was it I think it was what was it? it was Humans. It wasn't the it wasn't the last one, it wasn't the now now, but the one before that, Humans, I think it doesn't yeah, get humans, enough humans. I don't think that one gets enough love like it should. Like that one is a little bit more of an underrated one in my personal opinion. <laughs> I never got that into it. I should give it another chance cuz I haven't listened in like over a year. I do like the song with Dram. I like the song yeah. with Vince Staples. Oh yeah, but 
I should give it another listen. I'll do that soon. I'm not saying that like it's their top album. Obviously, like you said, like I agree with you perfectly with their first one, the the autonomous one being their best one in my opinion. I'm just saying humans should get a little bit more love. That's just all I'm saying. Totally, totally, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Also, um, a funny little thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hope that copyright lawyers aren't listening to this. Ooh. Um, Gorillas got sued for a name redacted sample really? on the first album. And I am hoping I don't get scooed for name redacted sample on, um, thank you. So we'll see how that should, goes. Should I just go ahead and like cut this part out or do you want to just like um, leave in hope? Just bleep out the word name redacted. <laughs> don't worry. I love a little bit more editing for myself. Um, <laughs> no. so, so again, we're talking about like what's next for you and obviously like some dreams for you. Well, let's talk about like a little further. I'll ask the generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now? Ooh, um, probably in L.A., realistically, just okay. because so many artists in L.A. and everybody comes to L.A. if they're not already there at some point or another. Um, the dream would be to just have like a little, not a little, but like a little house with a studio in it that I can really just like bring people by and work on stuff. I would love to be self-sufficient off my art, there we but go. there's also a lot of jobs with music I don't mind doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really love producing for other people and working with people, especially in person. It's just hard otherwise. Right, um, right. Not impossible, but it's a lot harder. But yeah, I would love to just be like, putting out uh, putting out stuff like the song machine that's just constant little wacky collaborations in whatever sort of genre I'm feeling that week um <laughs> I would also love to be um I've been getting a lot more into like fashion design and garment construction Ooh, okay. um, I'm almost done with this pair of pants that I'm really happy about um so I would love to also be getting into something like that um but I definitely need a bit more of an infrastructure and a bit more people paying attention before I try to waste that kind of money. I mean, I'm sure I, I'm sure as long as you keep showing kind of the love and passion that you have for this stuff and producing like the amazing stuff, I'm sure the people will, will come like they they really should be. Because, definitely. because thank you again, like I said, like even just with this little bit alone that you've already unveiled to the world, it's incredible to see like just that little bit gaining like, you know, grabbing the attention for those that truly listen so again i really can't wait to see how much further you go with this like just in general just as a whole so yeah thank you yeah i have a lot of ideas we'll see when they all come together i mean especially with all this quarantine stuff and, and all the freaking you know covid crap and stuff i'm sure you have plenty of time to work on it <laughs> yeah no i definitely do uh i'll ask this one i I'll end the podcast with this last question. Now, obviously, anyone could argue music is art, and you're focused on a lot more stuff other than just music. How important is art for you? Hmm. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not just for you, but for the world as a whole. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I think it's one of the most important things. I think as long as you're not too, like, strict and confined in how you're defining art... No, no, I, I think I, it's I, one of the most 
No, yeah, no, I know you aren't. I just mean in general. Like, <laughs> gotcha, my bad. General second person you. Um, like, I think as long as you recognize how broad art can be, I think it's what keeps most people sane in some form of another. I also have a particularly broad understanding of art. I'll call pretty much anything I like art. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's keeping everybody sane these days. And probably all the days before these days, too. I just can't really speak from experience. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I will say I do agree with you the fact that it's, you know, I have obviously have a broad statement when it comes to word art. I have an art podcast. I'm trying to get anyone that I consider art <laughs> on here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, with that, I don't have any more questions. Uh, once again, thank you so much, Vera, for taking time. Uh, go ahead and plug yourself. Yeah, for the, so happy to be here. Go ahead and plug yourself for the people. Yeah, uh, my website is veramuch so just very much with a period halfway through my last name um and yeah i'm on spotify and streaming services i'm on bandcamp if you want to hear my older stuff too i'm on soundcloud if you want to hear all the lo-fi hip-hop i made in high school um and the newer stuff but it's a lot of that on there um yeah i'm love you very much on twitter thank you very much on instagram though i never use it um yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Okay. If I didn't say it, you can definitely get it through my website. <laughs> if nothing else, I'm going to make sure to put a lot of the links in the descriptions below so people will be able to awesome. easily find it. Um, yeah, that like I said, that should be it when it comes to the podcast. Vera, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sit down, chat. I mean, I you know, like I said before a million times over, I love the music that you produce, and I really cannot wait to see what's next. Thank so. you. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to share what's next. <laughs> any any final Happy words? To be here. Ooh, um, hmm, I was about to just say the name of my next project, but I guess it could change, so maybe I shouldn't yet. I mean that um, that that's your call right there. I, my hands are off on this <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, it was an impulsive thought. Well, um, yeah, fuck it, sure, okay, yeah. My next project is going to be called. The baby's sleeping. Um, there we go. I'm not going to say anything else about it. I guess I did say some other things about it, but I'm oh, not going to say anything more. Well, I was going to say, time out. I thought you already shared that name on the on Twitter. I thought you were... Oh, I did, but I deleted it like oh, five minutes later. Uh, so I got the insight. I, I was one of the yeah. people that got But now we have it Only in the Only But now we have it yeah. in the because it's going to be out there for whatever select few decide to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah real fans who do the digging can find it out <laughs> there we go but with that yeah. all i have left to say is for the audience at home hasta luego mimi goes awesome thank you so much it's been an honor